0: previously on The Adventure Zone. Moira, we need to get ourselves a magical, intangible weapon. I'm thinking it's time our friends here met the Enchanter. I know you're searching for answers about the origins of the magic that dwells within you. If you have the time, you may find it prudent to inquire about your abilities while in Sylvain. I understand. You need to see the Enchanter. And I must also insist that you make your introductions to the Interpreter, as is custom for those who serve to protect Sylvain from the world beyond. A massive shape lifts up from the darkness below you, it is an unthinkably gigantic gray anthropomorphic cat. And it says The people of this world know me as the Enchanter. You may call me by my name. I am Heathcliff. <laughs> The three of you are standing in front of a chasm underneath this city. The air is still. There's just the sound of of water dripping from the catacombs behind you and the purring of this enormous gray cat with a white patch of fur on its gargantuan belly in front of you. And Heathcliff says... I prefer to keep my dealings clean and concise, but I can assume that with your current knowledge of Sylvain being what it is, that would be quite impossible. So I have what you need, and you have what I want, and I do not want this interaction to be interrupted by your ceaseless questions. Luffy. Yes, much like that. So maybe we could get through this Fluffy. quickly. <laughs> before, before we move on, yes, I'm a gigantic cat. No, you may not pet me. You may There's not a pet good me,. Kitty. No, you may not pet me. I just met you. Any other questions before we start? I have uh
1: one sort of query that ends in a tarot bang. <laughs>
0: uh, a
1: talking cat.
0: Yeah, get 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 used to it, mister. I, I I'm breaking all the rules over here. I'm'm I'm, I talk, yes, I'm the size of a moderately sized building. Yes, that too. Uh, I defy expectations in so many ways, but you've decided to settle on my power of speech, and so that's sort of your bag. So uh, what are you doing down here? I'm a little bit too big to fit anywhere topside, aren't I?
1: Well, that's kind of a fun
0: kind of way of dodging my question. I mean, what do you do? I find myself surrounded down here by the light of Sylvain in its purest, rawest, most potent form, and so I spend most of my time down here tinkering around with that power. That's why they call me the Enchanter, you see, and that is what has brought you to me today. I assume you seek my services to empower one of your pieces of equipment, or perhaps generate a new one for you, as the case may be. I'm assuming that the three of you are human, based on the fact that you do not have fur or fangs, or you are not spectral or see-through in any way, and thus therefore are hunting monsters on the other side. I know a little bit about the way of the world, so I assume that's the, that's the situation, and I assume you seek the same arrangement that I have uh, maintained with the other members of the Pine Guard.
1: Uh, Griffin, I don't mean to give you notes, but is it too late to make Heathcliff speak in rhyme? Mm-hmm. Cause it really feels like, <laughs> mm, it really she- feels like going to take it over the top for me.
0: I will do you something magic in a way that No, I'm not gonna do that.
1: Okay, but if you see the opportunity for it- I will take take it, it. I promise. Like, more rhymes than the average person. What about about a
0: riddle? Ooh!
1: I'll take a riddle.
0: Any other questions before we move on? Again, I do not want to be interrupted. So, I have to remember, it's been so long. It's been a month.
1: So, do we just, like, ask you for stuff and you, like, give it to us? I mean, I'm not a mind reader, I'm a cat. No, we'll say it out loud. Like, I would say, like, I would like
0: a magic wand, and you would be like, yeah, and you'd hand me one. Um, I wouldn't hand you one. I would generate you one from the ether, summoning it from the the blackest depths of Sylvain. But, um, yeah, that could be how the arrangement works. I'm You ask, and I shall provide. Yeah, I got a request. You do exchanges. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm curious to hear what you think would satisfy my, my mysterious needs. trade ups. ups uh, I got this sword, and I would love to trade it for
1: anything. Um, a nice whip. And when I say a nice whip, I mean a good quality one, but also one that is of a gentle, caring spirit. <laughs> you know, just any sort of nice Kind weapon supportive. <laughs> supportive. Won't be like sort of pecking at me constantly. If you have anything, I would love to trade you and I can kick in um seventeen
0: dollars. I have no That's need. Hey, that's earth money, cousin. All yeah. right. I, I'm not uh, familiar with what the exchange rate stands at right now, but I, I won't be I needing that. Good. I'm curious about the sword, though. Uh, and he extends his gigantic furry paw and places it sort of on the ledge that the three of you are standing on and says, Do you nah, mind? If- shit. Oh, I'm not. Don't worry. I'm declawed. Do you mind if I examine your blade? Oh, Duck
1: Newton. This is adorable. A lover's quarrel, eh, Doc? Shut up, Beacon! Jesus Christ! Here, this is the this is the sword. Please, anything you got
0: here? You hand uh, the sword over to Heathcliff, who raises his paw up to his face and examines it for a moment. He actually takes out a little uh, eyeglass, like a little jeweler's eyeglass, and examines it very, very closely. Um. And- And he smiles and hands it back to you and he says, this weapon is quite curious. Uh, Sorry, what was your name? Yeah, I'm Duck Newton.
1: It's a nickname. Uh, I'm uh, on the Forestry Service for the Monongahela State Forest. And also, I guess, the Pine Guard. Have we ever learned Duck's
0: real name? I don't think so. That's finale material. Okay, because I would like to pitch Rutchard. Rutchard is Justin Simmer on that, okay?
1: 'Cause it's right, like just... how Dick is short for Richard and Doc is short for mm. Rutchard. Oh that's quite
0: good, yeah. Um yeah. he says this this weapon is indeed uh it is imbued with magic, but it is not our magic. This is a curious artifact, Earthling. I, I would be happy to take it off your hands, provided your your ask is fair. What do you mean? Mm, what would you require from me for in exchange? Other than you know, would a really good whip really do it? Like a not,
1: I mean it would have to be a choice. Oh man, yeah, I'm losing Minerva because Minerva, ooh, ooh, unintentional, but um, Minerva gave it to me, and I, I, I figure she probably had her reasons. I was acting impulsively, Heathcliff. <laughs> I apologize.
2: Hmm. And all you Shame. need is Minerva to come here, see it hanging on the wall. All mm, of a sudden, mm, there's that right. juju with you Got Yeah, you don't want that.
1: Right. Hey, hey, Doc, I'd love to see your great sword. Can you show it oh, to me real quick? God. And I do a thing where I'm like, yeah, it's in the bathroom. Hold on. Let me go get it. And then she go to the bathroom, and the window would be open. And I'd be <laughs> trucking it down the street. A whole comedy of ears slamming door farce we used to call them in college. Uh, but, so anyway, I'm
0: sorry to, I've wasted a lot of your time, giant cat, and I'm real sorry about it. (laughs) Uh, it's quite all I, I am deeply curious about your blade, maybe someday we can find an arrangement.
1: I, I, I would think you'd be extra careful being curious there, I would imagine that goes triple for a kitty of your size, eh?
0: Yeah, I, that is a good point, I do not have many opportunities to be curious down here in the Probably safer. Yes, quite. Um, so, uh, you mentioned an elemental you seek to slay, and I do not know of this elemental of which you speak, but if you need to destroy something intangible, it would make sense that you require a weapon that can attack intangibly. This, this is, this is Kitten's play. You there, the old one. Huh? I see there you have a, a primitive earth revolver. It is a thing of complete ugliness but uh, I can give it uh, an arcane makeover the likes of which you've never seen, if you
2: wish. Well, first of all, let me explain. This gun was once owned by Elliot Ness, the famous G-Man, um, and I borrowed it from uh, a museum, but this is this is quite a collector's piece. Um, so what are you suggesting? I magic it up, my man. I, I do some magic
0: on it. Uh, Unless you have something else you'd you'd like me to to enchant.
2: Now, what's all this going to cost us? I sense upon
0: you an item I have desired for quite some time. The earrings once belonging to Moira. Mm. I have admired these, I have admired these pendulous beauties for many years before her, her exile from this place. And a subject I am not at
2: liberty to go on about. i not exactly sure I know what you're talking about. We'll trade you the earrings. Uh, that's fine. Well, yeah, Doc, we will,
1: well, uh, don't
0: hold doc, on. Doc. We'll trade you one earring for that. I'll make you a deal. You hand me over Moira's earrings, which I have not seen since she was exiled, and I could not possibly dish the goss on this one. Do not press me on it. I hate the goss, and I think it is disgusting. Can I stop you there? It kind of
1: sounds like you want to dish the goss.
0: I would never dish the goss. I would never dish the goss. Tell you what. You hand me over both earrings, I will count them as two gifts to me, and therefore will increase the potency of the magics I imbue your tools with. What do you guys think?
1: Does Ned get one, and I get one, and and Duck gets one? Or what's the deal here?
0: Oh, there's no need for me to be that prudent. I'm just chock-a-block full of magic, so each of you will receive a gift.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Do it. Give him the earrings. What do we care? We didn't even know about them 45 minutes ago.
2: All right, how about- th- He makes an excellent point. All right, here, here, earrings. Here they are. Aren't They are really lustrous. So try not to schmooze them up with your cat fur. No need to be uh, mean. <laughs> So I
0: have devised a sort of new way of doing the fantasy Costco item uh, acquisition stuff for Monster of the Week, uh, which I kind of had to do because it is not nearly a, an item-rich game as, as D&D was, right? And D&D it could just be like, oh, you found a more powerful sword and you found a ring that can freeze time or, you know, whatever. And that's not really how Monster of the Week uh, operates. So instead, I came up with a new... Rule, oh Jesus Christ! This is hmm. this did not wow. come out a lot. Right. Can you share it in a doc with us, perhaps? Yeah. How this is going to work in the future? At the beginning of each new sort of arc here in uh, in Amnesty, uh, the three of you will receive a letter from Heathcliff, and that letter will contain a hit list of three Earth items that he wants, and all three of them will be sort of available at some point during your your hunt, but it will. Uh, you know, often require you to put yourself in harm's way or a risky situation or something to acquire them. Um, these, these will be kind of like side quests. So I'm not intending you to just be like, okay, well, I'm going to the, you know, I'm going to rob a bank or something so I can get the magic diamond that he needs. They will be sort of organically in, I will find a way to work these organically into the the hunt. Uh, it's just up to you whether or not you want to like take the risk to get them. Uh, So, it will add sort of a natural complication to things. Every item that you bring back to him, you will gain plus one on a roll that you do when you visit Heathcliff. And when you, so for instance, if you recover all three items, you would roll 2d6 plus three uh, when doing this acquisition roll. Uh, And then from there, you can either enchant a piece of gear that you already have uh, and make it better. Uh, Or you can summon a new piece of gear, which won't be as dope as, you know, the pre-existing piece of gear that you already had that you enchanted, uh, but it will still be a a new thing that you can use. And that works with uh, gear tags, which is a a mechanic in Monster of the Week, uh, which your gear already has, right? Like one harm, two harm, uh, area, I think beacon Uh, attacks in an area, that's a tag. Fire is a tag. All the tags are sort of, they inform the narrative. They inform what these pieces of gear can do. So on a really good roll, you tell them, you know, you tell Heathcliff, oh, I want my sword to have fire on it. And then you roll, and if you roll well, then it has it. If you roll a seven to nine, you get that tag, but you also get a sort of bad tag that will complicate that weapon. If, uh, If you fail, it gives sort of mean narrative tools to use against you. Um, and then if you fail completely, rather than just doing, like, the normal, you fail and you get one XP, uh, because this is sort of a high-stakes roll, and if you fail this one, you actually get two XP. So you still get, like, you know, a nice little boost, even if you fuck up. But basically, the more items you recover off Heathcliff's hit list, the better chance you have to get a, a better item. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Yes.
2: Okay. So, those are the rules. Ned, do you want to start? Absolutely. I believe I would like you to enchant something I already have. Uh, okay, let's, uh, let's let's have it then. His butt.
0: Well, you want an enchant... I, f- I think it's already quite enchanting. Th-
2: well, thanks. Um, when we discovered we were dealing with something mostly made of water, I thought of this item, which I obtained a number of years ago from a man named Rain Geyer. He's the man who invented, I open up my coat, the Nerf gun. And I want you to enchant this Nerf gun that I acquired. It's a very historical piece, very, very sought after. And I thought perhaps you could enchant this Nerf gun because, hey, what better against something that's made of water than Nerf darts?
0: Yeah, I can't fault your logic there. Uh, that completely holds I can't, up. To, no, it holds up completely to any right level of scrutiny or logic.
2: You want me to enchant your nerf gun and not your gun gun? Yeah, the gun gun doesn't do shit against uh, water things. No, it needs nerf. No, definitely it the has to have nerf. nerf. So I well, thought if maybe, it ain't nerf, it ain't. It's, it's nothing. A, Exactly. Maybe you could shoot. It could shoot harder, maybe. Uh, maybe like a really hard hitting Nerf yeah. blaster. Yeah, or you right. could
1: just uh push like a put a push pin in it
0: in the darts, and then that really hurts. You know what I mean? Yeah, nasty. You are a, a nasty kid, huh? Yep. Okay, I love this. I have enchanted so many things. Nobody has thought to bring me a Nerf gun. Thank you. Um, for obvious reasons I would I could uh I could give it a magical enchantment that could turn it into the weapon that you desire um awesome. hand it hand it right over and he extends his paw here you go what's it look like kind okay of, because there's lots of different types of nerf guns uh, and I don't think we have to be historically accurate it's here. the nerf like
2: it, it's the nerf blaster it kind of looks a little bit like a, a shotgun almost okay cool. Um, what what's I it I just
1: feel like we're not being cognizant of our merchandising opportunities no this isn't it said it looked like a nerf blaster <laughs> then that's on sale
2: it's not gonna look like it after he's done enchanting it though then it's not look- oh, okay. whatever we can manufacture on the cheap. A narf blaster. It's (laughs) burf. Nerf. N e r p h. (laughs) It's burf or buffin. (laughs) Uh,
0: All right, yeah. Let's enchant this thing. So, because you handed over uh, what counted as two individual earrings, you have a plus two on this acquisition roll.
1: (gasps) The enchantment. It's it's changing the branding. It's unlicensed. It's ready for sale.
0: (laughs) It's Uh, burf or buffin. Go ahead and roll two d (laughs) six. Mac. Ooh! Holy shit. So that is a 9 plus, plus two, 2, 11. Yeah! Okay. I, th- I think the tag that works here is magic, if you want this thing to hurt this water monster. Okay, so he takes your, your nerf blaster, your bar, your berf blaster, and uh, descends... I think I like narf way better, actually. Okay. Um. He, he takes your nerf blaster and descends down into the depths, and uh, he's down there for a few moments... And then there is a gust of wind and a blast of light from down in the depths that shoots forward to the the ceiling of this chamber. And you hear this loud screeching meow from down there. And then Heathcliff comes back up and he hands you back your enchanted narf blaster uh the barrel where the uh the shotgun i guess balls were previously stored is now this cylinder of what looks like a blue stone that is like crackling with with energy um and uh, it's in the vaguely in the shape of the the chamber that was in there but now it is this sort of magical power device uh in the center of your narf blaster and uh, now it possesses the tag magic. Uh, go ahead and I, I, what is your, your, I think your revolver does two harm. I think this, just to keep it consistent, is a two harm magic um, narf blaster. It, 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 narf is it
2: close? Cause close is another tag on the 38, but.
0: No, I think this would be uh, whatever the next one is up from from close, I think. Medium. Medium, <laughs> yeah. I'll, f- I'll figure out the exact word later.
2: Okay, cool. I
0: love it. He says, okay, that one was tricky because it was a toy for a baby, but, um... Whoa! Narf is for big kids! You're right, sorry, it's a big kid toy. <laughs> um, do either of uh, you, the, the rest of you, have something you would like?
1: Yes, Mr. Heathcliff, and I'm gonna be honest with y'all, I just raised my hand sitting here, me, Travis. <laughs> What's okay. the matter with me? Yeah, I don't, okay. I have kept running into a problem with this elemental I can do fire magic really good and fire magic doesn't seem to be hurting uh this water thing I would like to do ice please oh wait just a moment you
0: you're an earthling right yeah why can you do fire magic don't I'm know a I'm a nerfling <laughs> <laughs> he eyes you over he actually lowers his huge face right next to you and I think you get a, like a better sense of his scale at this point because his his head alone is like three times your height and he leans back and he says you are full of Sylvain's power I had a big meal when I got here <laughs> no that's <laughs> I I don't know how you were so infused if you were born on earth but th- that that is what I, I see. I can see it as plain as the stars in the sky. Well, if, if we were above ground, I mean. I can see it as plain as that guy's hat. I, I see, though. You want ice magic. Hmm. I'm afraid my mastery of the elements is somewhat limited. I, ironically, I, too, can work in fire. Uh, ice is a little bit above my, my pay grade. I, I apologize for the shortcoming. If you have something, another idea in mind, I can see what I can do. Okay. I draw a lot of attention
1: with my magic. Anything that would like protect me would be great for when things inevitably get
0: pissed. Hmm. I tell you what I can do. I can provide you a limited amount of 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 stealth, uh, if you so desire, to uh, one of your garments. I
1: don't really sneak, but if you could just like make my jacket. Magic? That would be great. Something that makes my jacket protect me or something? I can make that happen. Uh, let me see what I can do. And he sticks his paw up. Uh And Aubrey hands over her sick-ass leather jacket. Uh, he... It's sleeveless. In case anyone was wondering, it is sleeveless. It's really badass. That's a vest. It's a mean. vest. Well, it was a <laughs> jacket at one point in its life. You know what I mean? Okay.
0: Go ahead and roll uh, acquisition for me. What was that? Can't see it. That's well, not great. That is a 7, plus 2 is a 9. Or is it a 10? No, it's a 9. You can't roll twice, my friend. So with a mixed success on an enchantment roll, uh, your chosen tag, which would be one armor, does get applied, but I get to pick a negative tag that I can put on it. I've got a good one. Okay. He uh, rises back from the depths after the same sort of flash of light and meow the whole production. Uh, and he hands you your jacket, your sleeveless jacket. And uh, as he opens up his palm, you see that. Wh- what is it made out of? Denim, I think you said leather.
1: earlier. I said is leather it, earlier, but it's whatever. Denim. Okay.
0: Sure. Let's go with denim.
1: No, which is makes it? more sense. Denim didn't require any um, sweet, sweet,
0: sweet cows to, to die. Yeah. So
1: we're going to go with denim.
0: Okay, sweet moo cows, we don't want them hurting. Um, Denim, though, comes from the denim horse, and lots of them got (laughs) (laughs) got. I'm supple! Denim horses are assholes. This is denim flayed from Ted Nugent, so that's great, actually. Um, he, He hands you back your denim jacket, and there are threads of just sort of bright red shimmering, well, thread. Uh, now now coursing through this jacket as he hands it to you. And he says, well, um, it is going to afford you some protection. I'm not entirely sure it'll be the most discreet garment around, but uh, he, he, here you have it. And he hands you back the jacket. How so? I have given it the negative tag loud. Loud enough that it draws attention. This oh, is a cool. this is a loud garment. It is loud, sort of visually speaking. And I think it was probably there before, what with all of its patches and buttons and stuff. But yeah. it now has the tag "loud." And duck. Anything you require, my friend? <sighs> you do you jetpacks. Jet <sighs> a jetpack. A mm-hmm. jetpack.
1: I'm looking. jetpacks?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thinking.
1: Just ask, and I get to ask for anything. And it's- Always kind of wanted a jetpack, so I thought I'd ask. I could,
0: I could, I could give you a jetpack. I make no guarantees as to whether or not it would let you fly around or not, or if no, it would explode. Not, I've never made a jetpack before. You got to understand. A very, very good jetpack, really. All right, I'll make you exactly. a fuck. I'll
1: make you a fucking jetpack, my friend. No, but I mean, if you can't promise me that it's gonna let me like fly and be alive, then I would- No, let's make a jetpack,
0: because now I'm feeling attacked. Let's make a fucking jetpack then.
1: Can I actually say, I feel like I don't don't actually- I'm not sure I want the pressure of having
0: No, one jetpack coming right up!
1: People expect big things from a man with a jetpack. That is kind of
0: my one of my concerns. (laughs) He very slowly starts descending into the depths, like here I go! (laughs) Jetpack! You gotta produce if you got a jetpack. Jetpack time! I mean, if
1: you can make a good one, you kinda <laughs> spook me. You spook me with a little bit of the jetpack. He's gone.
0: He's just gone down in this hole. If you, if you actually, as you, as you peer over the edge of the chasm, you see him looking up, still like very slowly descending into the chasm. Like, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make a jetpack. If you can
1: make a cool jetpack, then I want a jetpack. But like, you said we could ask for anything. You didn't really put any boundaries and like that's the thing that I would like is a jetpack and I feel like I could make good use of it. I the the I thought about enchanting beacon, but he probably wouldn't even let me. Yes. I was waiting for Beacon to respond. <laughs> <laughs> he was you. God, we're all on a certain meta level today. Hands yeah, raised, uh, waiting for our is, own characters to respond is to us. Beacon there, Justin? Can I talk <laughs> with Beacon? <laughs> do you have a real you have any really quiet sheaths? Just really,
0: really quiet sheaths? He pops back up. You don't want to make me make a jetpack? What do you want? You're a sheath or a jetpack? So you don't want the jetpack. Oh, I was so excited to make a jetpack. I can find a way to make you a jetpack
1: it would output a lot of fire and i don't th- that would be a forest risk it wouldn't even be the most convenient way of getting around the forest which was kind of the main thing i was hoping for yeah so i i yeah jetpack but <laughs> like a magic one and not like a fire one can you do that
0: <laughs> you're really uh tying my paws here you want a jetpack but a magic one not a fire one yeah yeah, you have to understand when I create an item like this, I, I summon it from the ether. I have to have a c- crystal clear picture of it in my mind. And what you have just described is an object that um, doesn't exist. And, and yet I just enchanted an old, old Narf gun. And so I'm feeling a little feisty, uh, feeling like I'm on a hot, a hot roll right now, as nobody says. So yeah, one magic jet pack coming right up and he. Descends down into the chasm. Go ahead and roll acquisition.
1: You watch. It's going to be like a three. Hold on. <laughs> Come on, big money, big money, big money. Oh.
2: That's a six
1: Medium. plus two.
0: That's an eight. All right. He. So, uh, what Ned and Aubrey did is enchanting. Uh, what you did is summoning. Which has thank sort of- you. Different rules Uh, (laughs) on a seven and nine. The summoning works, but the item suffers during its creation. It has a positive and negative tag chosen by the keeper. And it also has fragile as a tag, uh, which is just sort of a a narratively focused tag that if things go very, very wrong, it can break. Uh, But he comes up from the depths and he has kind of a confused look on his face. And he's like, I made it as good as i can this i'll say this this is the best magic jetpack in existence um oh, thanks. so you can feel confident about that but uh here here you go and he extends his paw and opens it up and you see a magic jetpack um i kind of like the visual of it being like a like two crisscross uh like belts that go around your chest with an apparatus on the uh, on the back that does the propulsion. Because you invented this from your mind's eye, maybe you could tell me what it looks like. Well, I'm trying to think of Ducks with Duck's age, I think it it is pretty close
1: to the Rocketeer, sort of that like art a little bit of like art deco, that that vibe. I don't know anything about architecture or design or anything, but you know, that, that sort of like retro retro futurism. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Uh that you're that welcome sort of, that sort of vibe uh silver two canisters um that reach like two points and i feel like from the bottom of them there's just sort of like a blue purple constant thrumming that's just like makes them seem very scary like ready to blow at any second (laughs) okay uh yeah i like that a lot uh, the tags. I, th- I feel like du- it has an appearance that, as Duck sees it, he makes the instant decision that it will be behind
0: glass, use in case of emergency, sees <laughs> right. only. Uh, that is a good idea. This thing has the fragile tag as a result of your role. It also has a positive and negative tag at my uh, discretion. I'm going to give it the positive tag quick, um, which is normally so reser- much
1: better than slow jet. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do you want to take the jetpack? No, let's just walk. Are you kidding me? Let's go. <laughs> uh,
0: it also has the negative tag volatile. Of course, this weapon is dangerous nice. and unstable. Or rather, this jetpack is dangerous and unstable. So it'll get you there, and you can do some cool aerial stunts with it. But you better roll so good uh, when you when you use it. Uh, so go ahead and add magic jetpack to your inventory there, duck. All uh-huh. right, got it, baby. Uh, and mark down those tags. It's called the Flymaster, by the way. Sure, of course it is. That's what it says on there. Because it has to rhyme (laughs) with Narf Blaster. (laughs) Yes, um, all the items rhyme today. Heathcliff smiles, and he takes those two earrings, and he says, uh, Well, uh, it seems like that's a, a good day of doing biz. I will see you all next time you've run into a quandary that you need my magical services to assist you in. And he takes those two earrings, and he... Uh, closes his giant paw around them and gives you a little wink and then descends down into the depths with a whoosh, a magic whoosh. Hey everybody, this is Griffin McElroy, your dungeon master, your best friend, and your... Classic car enthusiast. I love these old hot rods. Gotta get myself in one of these. Thanks for listening to The Adventure Zone. It's the ninth episode of our Amnesty arc. We sure hope you're enjoying it. And I sure hope you enjoy these advertisements I'm about to read.
1: We have an aura frame here at our house and we primarily use it And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the Internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right, powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What? Influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them.
0: And these are babies that um, sort of fell into a big salad, and then they fused with it. And it's a new cartoon that I'm working on, family-friendly, promotes health, and it's called Salad Babies. I got distracted there because I actually want to tell you about Greenleaf Baby, which offers stylish and geeky gear for babies, moms, and bookworms. All the fandoms are covered from wizards and Jedi to dragons and hobbitses. Check out greenleafbaby.etsy.com and use the code ADVENTURE to save 15%. Now, they have the code here listed in all caps, but I don't know if you have to yell at your computer, but you might have to. It's ADVENTURE is the promo code to save 15% at greenleafbaby.etsy.com. I also want to tell you about Sussuris. It is a game that you can play for free right now at sussurisgame.com, and I'm going to go ahead and spell that one for you because you probably need it. It is S-U-S-U-R-R-U-S. Game? Com. The world of interactive fiction just got a little bigger. Cisurus Season of Tides is a lushly illustrated text-driven urban fantasy game where your choices shape the world for other players. Begin your journey as a vampire, a werewolf, or a mage, and then join your fellow players in one of ten factions as you dive into a supernatural underworld of conspiracies that goes all the way from the great old ones to the stars. To the stars! Play your story for free at Cisurus com. I'm going to spell it one more time. It's S-U-S-U-R-R-U-S game dot com. That sounds very, very neat. Go check that out. Hey, if you enjoyed those Jumbotrons and you want to end up getting one on the show, well, great news. We are going to reopen the sale of Jumbotrons for the Adventure Zone pretty soon here. Uh, we Here's the deal. We have gotten sort of overwhelmed by the response to folks who wanted to get Jumbotrons on the show in the past and haven't really been able to support the lum- the, the number of people who have come out. We've tried a few ways to like combat this, and this year we are kind of trying something new. It's going to sound maybe a little bit strange, but uh, we, we're hopeful that it will help sort of manage manage the crowd a little bit more. Maximum Fun is going to be doing a raffle that will let you enter for a chance to buy a Jumbotron at your community Convenience. Uh, so starting May 24th, listeners can head to maximumfund.org/slash jumbotron raffle. And I don't know why I read that first part because it is after May 24th. So if you want a Jumbotron, go ahead and head there uh, and make your entry for an opportunity to purchase a personal Jumbotron. Uh, the raffle will close on June 14th. And then after that, we will do a random drawing to choose folks who will be eligible to buy Jumbotrons for the second half of 2018. So again, you enter this raffle and um, you might end up being able to purchase a Jumbotron. I know that is strange, but demand has sort of surpassed the available slots. And so the best way to, you know, get these in folks' hands is with, appropriately enough, a roll of the dice. So for complete details, please visit MaximumFun.org slash JumbotronRaffle and you can email Daniel at MaximumFun.org with any questions. Uh, thanks to Maximum Fun for helping us out with that you can go to MaximumFun.org, check out all the great shows they have there, if you want to hear other stuff we do it's all at McElroyShows.com and thank you to you for tweeting about the show using the, the Zonecast hashtag if you do that you might end up as a character on the show characters like the ones you're about to meet here in the second half of this episode, uh, we really appreciate you spreading the word, uh, especially as we are still kind of, you know, finding our way here in the second season of the show that is it, we are going to be back in two weeks with the next episode of the adventure zone amnesty so we will talk to you on june 14th so see you then hang loose have a great summer talk to you later bye So Vincent has led you all back through the catacombs and onto the the surface of Sylvain, back through the avenue of shops and restaurants, and across the bridge, spanning the river at the center of town, right to the entrance of the castle that you spotted during your arrival. Uh, It's time to make yourselves known to the interpreter, as you sort of promised when you showed up here. Um, And he, he takes you across that bridge, and you are now in the courtyard, uh, in front of this castle, it is a courtyard leading up towards a large staircase uh, into the castle's imposing front door. And as you walk through this courtyard, you see that big orange crystal that you saw earlier up close. And and Aubrey, whatever like attunement you have to magic stuff, you can feel the power radiating out of this thing. You feel a, a warmth coming from it. You feel like you almost feel like kind of a a sad longing emanating from it. Um, But all all of you, though, see something even more concerning at its base. There's a fleet of city guards standing in a perimeter around the crystal, and they are shepherding a line of residents of Sylvain in a, a queue toward it. And and one by one, uh, these residents, they, they reach the front of the line, and they produce a slip of paper to the guards, and they proceed to touch the crystal just for several seconds before another guard steps in to quickly usher them away. And Vincent says, uh, I would appreciate it uh, if you would all give that crystal a wide berth. It, it, what is that? Well, that's the heart of Sylvain. It's what sustains all of us over here. What's uh, everybody doing? They're getting their allotment of light for the day. They're filling up the old tank. Aubrey looks
1: at Duck and Ned like, so what What should we do? Y'all feel that? Yeah, I don't feel anything. No, uh-uh. Vincent, um, I can feel the crystal. Is that is that normal? What do you feel, Aubrey? Uh, like it wants a hug. Like I want to touch it. You
0: absolutely can't touch it, Aubrey. I, I want to touch it, though, like, really bad. I want to touch it. Vincent has been, like, very, very affable for all of your interactions that, you, that you've had with him so far. But when you, you sort of reinforce that, uh, his demeanor changes. And he says, Aubrey, you absolutely cannot touch it. I forbid it. What would happen? I don't know what would happen, but... Seems like she can touch it there, right? I mean, if Like, the crystal wants me to touch it. It feels sad. He, uh, he gestures to the crowd of people waiting to touch the crystal and he says, wouldn't you be sad seeing this? He says, you can't touch the crystal. Earthlings are forbidden. The, the crystal was damaged as you can see. And he, he gestures up and sure enough, there's a huge chunk, uh, just sort of, uh, carved off the side of it. He says, it was damaged long ago by an attack from your world against ours. That was led by humans, Aubrey. Humans are are forbidden to even usually be this close to the crystal. Its power has faded since that attack. There's there's not enough light to go around. There, it is a sad state of affairs in Sylvain, and it's solely because of your people. So so no, you you cannot touch it. Come on, let's let's go there. Aren't you us in curious
1: the- though, like why I can feel it?
0: He sighs and he says, "I am, but not enough to." Uh, allow something so risky, so ah, s- so profane. Come on. And he leads you into the castle. Uh, you head into this large entrance hall uh, where there is a long blue carpet leading uh, between about a dozen pillars of carved marble, sort of lining the other side of the carpet, and each one has an armed guard stationed in front of it. Uh, and you walk down this carpet to the end of the hall where there is a large wooden door. And he stops and he says, so I've got to go in first. Um, a, a guard will tell you when you're allowed to enter. Y- you all seem quite pleasant, your obsession with touching the Forbidden Crystal aside, and I would prefer to continue working with you as the Pine Guard if, if possible. You would not believe some of the humans I've had to interact with over the past few decades. Ooh, dish. I, I'm, not, I'm not going to dish the goss. Dish the goss. I am not like that big cat downstairs oh are you gossiping about the big cat oh you caught me in a trap anyway i i like the three of you so please be on your best behavior in there i know i know how vital the work you do on earth is for our peace to stay intact but the rest can't be said for all sylvan kind just just keep a level head you're, you're gonna do great and he gives you a big th- furry thumbs up and he slips through the door and closes it behind him
2: I know one thing about Sylvain. The military has got to be the number one employer. There's guards every whipstitch. Whipstitch? Whip stitch? It's a colloquialism. Okay. All right. I know what Ned's going to say.
1: Duck, yeah. I want to touch. Yeah, you've made that pretty clear. Yeah, I wasn't secretive about it. Maybe not right now. Right. But, like, at some point, you going to help me out with that? Why do you need to touch it? I don't know, Duck. It's just... Okay, imagine walking by, say, a tree and suddenly that tree made you, like, buzz and, like, you could feel the presence of that tree. And I mean really feel that tree. Do you think you would just be like, hmm, cool, and keep walking by it? <sighs> yeah, it doesn't exactly work like that, but I see where you're coming from. Right. But um, I don't necessarily want to get on the bad side of these fellows and ladies. Uh, it seems like kind of a kind of a dangerous, dangerous thing to try. I mean, they say you shouldn't touch the crystal. I'm not gonna touch it now, and I I will continue to work through the proper means to convince them to allow me to touch it. Yeah, I mean, if you file all the required permits But at some point... uh, No, no, that's not the way to go. You gotta bend the rules a
2: little bit.
1: No, thank you, Grandad Devil. I know at some point... I might have to break the rules to touch that stone. and uh, Doc, I'm going to need you to be okay with that. I'll give you a heads up before it happens. Maybe the opposite. Maybe even the opposite. <laughs> maybe you just don't tell me that it's happening and maybe okay. I'm not around. How's that We'll sound? figure it out. Okay. Well, let's tell you what maybe we should i've had a hell of a good time shopping and not touching crystals today we do have the one water monster that we do want to go that has marked us for death Mm -hmm. that we may want to go ahead and
2: there's that see
1: if we can Mm -hmm. rectify that Mm -hmm. situation Mm -hmm. then we'll Mm -hmm. get back to all the great shopping and crystal talk that uh that this podcast is (laughs) for.
0: (laughs) (laughs) you hear the sound of a spear's butt hitting the ground and the door in front of you opens, and you enter into the castle's royal hall. It is a, a cold room, almost entirely carved from the same marble as the columns outside, with a ceiling that stretches into the heavens, painted with an intricate mural of dozens of sylvans of, of all shapes and sizes, all just touching the crystal, almost as if to taunt you, Aubrey. Uh, And surrounding you are rows of benches that climb the walls of the rooms designated for observers to come and watch the proceedings that take place here. They are all completely empty. Uh, In front of you are three tall pedestals adorned with crests, noting various royal titles. And seated on top of them are three individuals who, based on the crest beneath them, you assume serve important roles in this city. There is the Minister of the Arcane... A short, sylvan woman dressed in a thick coat with several thick scarves draped around her neck. Uh, She's reading a large tome atop her pedestal and does not appear to acknowledge your presence as you enter. Uh, In the center pedestal is the Minister of Preservation, an older, large, spectral man... uh, ...who looks down from his pedestal at your entry intensely, eyeing you with disdain. And atop the final pedestal is the Minister of Defense... It's Vincent, who gives you a wink and a quick okay gesture with his hand as you, as you step inside. And the door shuts behind you, and the sound echoes through the chamber. The three ministers are sitting atop their pedestals silently. They say nothing as you enter.
1: Shall we kneel?
0: Yep, yeah, maybe. Silence! Okay. Oh, the, okay. the spectral man shouts, You will not speak until the interpreter has arrived. Do you
2: understand me?
1: Yeah. Silence! Silence!
0: God!
1: In the meantime, Aubrey, almost uh, offhandedly, because she's been doing it so much, kind of starts nervously doing her little,
0: like, fire jumping from finger to finger. Uh, The spectral man sees you and says, What do you do? Don't make a fire. Just wait silently for the answer. Silence! Come on! We had a whole thing about silence. I didn't even notice I was doing it. Sorry. You people are so rule-oriented. Oh, my God. The the non-silence is almost unbelievable at this point. It's, oh, oh, oh. Uh, And he uh, hushes up as the sound of a loud creak fills the chamber, and you see a door behind the three pedestals open. And a, a sylvan girl, no older than 13, you would estimate, steps through the door and onto a platform that is raised behind the three pedestals, She looks tired, partially because she's wearing what appears to be a long nightgown that reaches her feet. And there is a a humble throne on this platform, which uh, she approaches and puts a hand on, but doesn't sit down in. And she peers over the railing of this platform and looks at the three of you one at a time and then gives a faint smile and says, Nice to meet you. And then she turns and shuffles back through the door and out of the Royal Hall. And the Minister of Preservation on top of his pedestal says, Yes, well, another inspiring declaration. (laughs) So then, humans, go ahead, introduce yourselves. Okay. I'm Duck Newton.
1: It's a nickname. I'm from the Forest Service the Monongahela State Forest and the Pine Guard, apparently.
0: You smell of uh, earth and mulch. It's not entirely mm. unpleasant. I usually, your kind have a certain stink about you. Yours is above average.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure where you'd be getting the mulch from. That's a
0: it's just dirt. Dirt, I Like fresh, dirt, nice, uh, good dir- forest oh, dirt. dirt.
1: Sure. Yeah. 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 Dirt woods.
0: Uh, my name
1: is Aubrey uh, Little, or you can call me the Lady Flame if you're a fan. And um, I'm kind of from all over, um,
0: human, Pine Guard, and I am dying to know what I smell like. Yours is unremarkable. You smell of denim. You smell of you smell of crisp
2: denim, fresh from the horse. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Ned Aloysius Chicane, master of all I survey. What? Mm. Toastmaster. Okay. Are you eating something right now?
0: Do you have something in your mouth? Do you have, some, do you have a jawbreaker
2: in dad, your mouth? do you mouth? have a
1: jawbreaker in your fucking mouth? You legally have to tell me if you no, have a jawbreaker in your I mouth. No, don't, I don't do not I mean, podcast history.
2: I don't do jawbreakers are you, anymore. Are I, you I, eating
1: during the show? Is it ice? You have to tell me legally. This, that's the truth. Look on the camera. Rewind your... Everybody rewind your audio. We <laughs> all, all heard guess Is this like... You now you're saying you're not eating now. Were you eating 30 seconds ago when we started asking about it? I did have a bite. Ah, okay. What a Okay, hungry boy. What is so important that you had to eat it during this great podcast? Which I will let everyone know is at four o'clock in the afternoon, not a traditional meal time.
2: I have blood sugar issues, you guys. Here we go. Uh-huh. Here we go. Maybe you don't Here know that,
0: but I do have these go. issues I have to deal with. He says, uh, I see. I see. I see. Have the three of you any confirmed kills of the abominations on the other side? Do you have anything to prove your mettle? Yeah, actually, we we put one down. I I see. I uh I suppose you will do. Not that we have any choice in the matter. So my name is Woodbridge, Minister of Preservation. I ensure this. Hi. Is- Hi. Yes. I ensure the survival of our kind in the wake of your world's countless ruthless assaults. Yeah, uh, we can be real assholes. Uh, and he points to the uh, the the woman dressed in in all of the the thick clothing to his side and says, "This taciturn individual to my right is the minister of the arcane, Janelle." who spends her days in unending study of Sylvain's deepest mysteries, and to my left is Vincent, Minister of Defense, whom I assume, based on the fact that he winked at you as you entered, that you have already befriended, I encourage you to take that endorsement with a large grain of salt he has never met an earthling whom he was not instantly fond of.
1: Um, Miss Janelle, was it?
0: Uh, she does not acknowledge you. She is de- she is deep nose deep in this this book that she's reading. I'm a human that can do magic. That does it. <laughs> she she <laughs> she looks up just a second and kind of eyes you over. Watch. What is the? Psh? You can't just say. Psh.
1: It's like a fire in my hands, like I'm
0: holding a flame. Sure. Once you uh, since since you're trying to do it to accomplish something, right? You're trying to do it to impress this person. I think. Uh, you, you should probably roll use magic.
1: Oh, not great. Uh, it's a oh,
0: six. Yeah, go ahead and mark experience there, Aubrey. Um, and there is a glitch. Oh, it's not a glitch. On a miss, <laughs> okay, this is what it says for use magic. On a miss, you lose control of the magic. This never ends well. So you do whip up a zesty fireball, <laughs> but instead of staying put in your hand... It launches forward as if with a mind of its own toward the pedestal of the Minister of the Arcane, who uh, reflexively ducks down beneath her pedestal as the fireball collides with it, uh, setting it ablaze and— That that was an accident! That was an accident! And engulfing the book that was sitting on top of it. Uh, and after that impact, you see her reappear and wave her hand. And as she does so, the fire swirls and then dies down. And she sits back down at her pedestal and looks at the now charred and destroyed book in front of her, which she kind of sighs, closes the book, and peers at you.
1: I cannot stress enough how much of an accident that was, and also, if you think about it, a clear indication that I might need your help.
0: Uh, uh, Woodbridge, the Minister of Preservation, looks horrified that you just uh, seemingly attacked uh, one of the ministers, but uh, Janelle says, "'It's fine, Woodbridge, it's fine. "'I mean, this book was rumored to contain "'the secrets of a spell that, if prepared properly, "'could cure any known disease.'" And I had just gotten to the good part, but, oh well, spilled milk and all that. So, what can I do for you?
1: I am good at fire, sort of. All evidence to the contrary. Um, But that's all I can do, and I need more control, and I need more versatility, and I need to be able to do things other than just... Set stuff on fire, please. If you could just... I, I I, will read a book about it if that's easier. Or if you want to, like, tap me on the forehead and I fall asleep for a minute and I come back and I know a bunch of stuff, that would be great. Or if there's, like, a magic pie I could eat, that would be cool. Whatever. Whatever you've got, I
0: need it. Unfortunately, I am fresh out of magic pie, so... We may have to do things the old-fashioned way. I I need you to understand, though, Aubrey. I live a life that necessitates unwavering focus on my studies, to unlock Sylvain's secrets so that our people might live a better life. And yet, your presence here is a puzzle I will no doubt be consumed by until it is solved, which is deeply, profoundly inconvenient. That being said, I have set aside a few brief moments of each day from my studies to fulfill my biological requirements and breathe a few breaths of the sweet night air. I suppose I can grant you some of this time, Aubrey Little. I will learn how you came across your fledgling power, and you will learn from me how to hone it. All that I would ask is that when you do visit me for these lessons, you will wait for me to be ready." Tell me, is patience one of your more valued (laughs)
2: virtues?
1: She sighs. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. I'll be here all day.
0: She says, no, I detect an unrelenting impatience that dwells within you. It makes sense now that fire is the element that has answered your call. Fire is foolhardy. It is impulsive. It is a force of blind destruction. You treat it as a weapon, and it behaves as such. Consider this until next we meet, Aubrey Little. You cannot speak to the other elements because you do not know their language. You will be unable to harness all of the elements until you stop thinking of them as primitive weapons and instead treat them as they truly are, as blessings from a cosmic force beyond your current comprehension. I look forward to our first lesson. And then she reaches into her pocket, and she pulls out what appears to be a a small pocket watch, which she looks over and says, Three minutes and 51 seconds. I'll have to make this up tonight. And then she reaches under her pedestal and retrieves another gigantic book, which she cracks open and dives right back into. Oh, okay. Roadbridge says, uh, Do you you have anything else? We already sort of did the big meeting with the interpreters, so if if you— Who is that, by the way? The interpreter is um, something of a leader of our community. She—well, she literally interprets the the will of Sylvain by speaking to it and understanding it's— Like the stone? The stone is but a part of Sylvain. Sylvain is the planet upon which we all stand.
1: But she can speak to the
0: stone? She can speak to the planet. She seemed kind of disinterested. Is that fair to say? I do not think it's appropriate to comment on her demeanor. She, her job here is impossible for any other person alive to do. So, uh, I do, I would not hold her, uh, exhaustion against her, duck.
1: Is she actually a teenager or is this one of those, like,
0: Narnia things? She is young, yes. She is fairly new to the to the role that has been placed upon her, her shoulders. It is not one of these Dania things.
1: <laughs> Can we go back yet? Yeah, I wish you would. It would be great. I, I, Excellent, because I I, I, I I, feel like we're about as well equipped to do what we need to do. Yeah, is that back- a
0: jetpack? Uh, what's going on there?
1: Please be careful with it. it. Honestly, it scares the shit out of me. I don't even really like carrying it. I'm really getting pretty stoked about taking it home. I'm half-tempted to leave it on the ground as we go back to our world, but I figure I'll hold on to it. If nothing else, I can chuck it at something and try to blow it up. Um, it's called the Flymaster.
0: Uh, rad, a rad name. Please do yeah. go, though. That would that would be fantastic for, for me and for, you know, ev- everyone.
1: Yeah, I guess we'll go and I'll think about my magic as a gift from the cosmos.
0: Uh, the uh, guards by the door pound their spears down again, and it opens. And the three of you head back out to the entrance hall, and moments later you are met by Vincent, who seems winded after running all the way down here to, to meet you. Uh, and he walks with you back through the city to the archway, back to Kepler. And he nods to the squirrel-headed guard, who catches the, the moonlight on their shield and shines it onto the gate which fills with light. And Vincent says, uh, you all did fair. You know what? It actually didn't go the best because you did almost explode one of the ministers, which I, to be fair to you, I didn't say you shouldn't do, but I thought it maybe would have been as- assumed that you shouldn't try to blow up one of the people you were meeting with. But um, I, it seemed like she was okay with it. So uh, I would say five out of 10. I'll take it. Yeah, that's that's not bad for us. He says yeah. Um one thing before you go. Have any of you seen any good movies lately? Hm? Mm? Sorry. He says I, I I know it's not really part of the gig. I just I'm I'm fascinated by your world's pop culture. It's just it's 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 not important. I just thought, you know, if you if you had any any recommendations or or reviews or anything, Mama used to smuggle me in some, some DVDs. From have time you to seen
1: time. Uh, you seen Black Panther yet?
0: I I have not. It is uh, is okay. that a, is that one out on one of your DVDs?
1: Not yet, but when it is, I'll get I'll get you a copy. It's oh.
2: Does the name Tommy Wiseau mean anything to you? He's from our world. <laughs> that does not. That's- there it is. Yes, now, I know that's something of a mystery
0: all. in your world, uh, where he originates from, and I can go ahead and put that to bed. He is a mummy man. So, uh, yes, I'm very familiar with him. Quite a scoundrel, that one. Uh,
2: listen, this is... Uh- Oh, we're, You're right. Yeah. The
0: monster, the monster, the monster. It's so much more important than like my hobby or whatever. But, but we can
2: bring you. We'll bring you some. Uh, we'll we'll hit the red box and and make you a bunch. Okay, that sounds perfect. Okay, good luck. And okay,
1: bye.
2: Uh, the three of you step
0: through the archway. Ned, it is Saturday night, late Saturday night, and that means it's time for your big television debut for Saturday Night Dead, the television show that you do because you said you did it like three episodes ago. You're back at the Kryptonomica. Uh, it is after everything else that transpired today. By the way, this whole arc so far has just been one very wild day that you all have had, and now you're coming down off the end of it, and you're back at the Kryptonomica, about to do a quick television show. Um... Can you can you give me a little bit of flavor for Saturday night, dad? What's 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 the vibe you're going for here?
2: Well, uh I don't want to go full on old school horror movie night. We're using cameras in the cryptonomica and because of that it's a kind of a natural setting, but it'll be sort of like a uh, night gallery feel, maybe I'm standing in front of the case with uh with uh, george washington's upper plate, or you know I'm standing in front of the case with blackbeard's treasure or 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 something, so there's it's always visually very different, very atmospheric. Are you dressed up like the Crypt Keeper or is it just sort of Ned no. giving you no full i don't Ned. want it i don't want it to be quite that hokey, but Ned is a very stylish dresser, you know he's got the long scarf and he's got the the clicks and the um uh, you know, he's he, he's he's dressed up for it. I mean, he's he he wants to put on a good show. All right. I think
0: there's a, a couple folks from the, the TV station, uh, which is only one of like a very small handful that services like a, a pretty large area. Uh, since you all are in the, the radio quiet zone, uh, they're just sort of re- operating the, the lights. There's probably a camera person there. Uh, and then you have Kirby with a headset on, I think, helping out with just sort of some, some stage management. Um, that's what they call it for television shows. Uh, yep. And he he slides the headset off and walks over to you and he's like, "Ned, man, I got I got to tell you, I'm I'm pretty nervous. This is um I feel like we didn't rehearse this at all. In fact, I kind of thought we had a dress rehearsal scheduled for earlier in the day, but then you weren't here at all today. And so I just think that
2: maybe this has a good chance of being a big disaster. I missed that. I I'm sorry. I should have checked my Google calendar, but it'll be fine. Listen, this is this is all about." energy Kirby this is all about bringing a spontaneity and an excitement to it it's it's a live show a live program beaming into literally tens of people's homes let's let's use that nervousness use that fear that energy to create something amazing
0: yeah I mean that's all gonna be on you I I'm I think it's gonna go quite bad but um good uh, good good luck we're on in five four. I'm doing the thing with my hand. Three, two... I can't talk. What? Go. Oh.
2: Welcome, my friends. This is Saturday Night Dead. Live, or I should say dead, <laughs> from the Cryptonomica. I am your host, Ned Superstar Chicane, and I welcome you to this palace of the bazaar. This home for humbuggery this is the place where you can surrender yourself for the next two hours to enjoy one of the finest science fiction horror movies ever made set here in the fabulous cryptonomica our movie tonight is beast with a thousand eyes so tonight we are going to take you through this movie and also let you come to know some of the Amazing things we have here at the Cryptonomica, located just off Route 6155. All you have to do is come down and see us. We're open eight hours a day, five days a week, 342 days a year. And we are there to serve all of your bizarre, weird needs when it comes to the macabre. So, shall we begin? Yeah. Yes. Yeah? Yeah? I don't know if I am supposed to talk. Yeah, go for it. I am so excited to have with me here joining me on stage, on scene. I would like my two friends, uh, Duck Newton to come out. Also, the magical, mystical Lady Flame. Come out here and take a bow, you two. Okay. Duck, come on, Duck. Yeah. Come on. Just for just for a minute. Just just come on. Hey everybody. This is the, the the amazing Lady Flame. Do a trick. Oh, um. Do some of, uh, don't burn anything down, but do a little magic, why don't you? Okay. It's going to be a really, like,
1: fairly cool sleight of hand, especially with a camera. Is this your card kind of thing? Oh, but at first it's one of those tricks where it's like, oh, it seems like she got it wrong, right? And she's like, oh, yeah, you're right. And then she opens up her jacket, and there's a patch... Of, like, you know, the three of clubs sewn into the inside. And she's like, oh, is this it? <gasps>
2: Whoa! Oh, amazing magic like that is a common occurrence here at the Cryptonomica State Route 16055. Come down and see us. Now, Doc, uh, show them your talking sword trick. I don't
1: know what you're talking about. You asked me to come out here and give an announcement about forest safety. And I am happy to remind everybody that after you finish having fun out in the forest... Uh, it's great to dump water on your fire. everybody knows that one, but do give it a good stir around once you've dumped the water on because sometimes uh, there can be small embers that won't be extinguished, so it is important that you sort of create a dirt slurry anyway. yep, so stay safe out there
2: thank thank you duck and And now you know, and knowing is half the battle now you've met some of the folks here responsible for our fabulous show let's get right to some of the thrills and chills starring paul birch laurie taylor and donna cole this is the beast with a thousand eyes a million eyes what the million eyes that's what i said beast with a million
0: eyes you said a thousand it's fine start the movie We see a prison two counties away. We see a, a common area. We see a pair of guards watching a small assembly of, of prisoners who are all seated in front of a small television. And one of the prisoners is holding the remote and flipping through the channels, trying to find something for the group to watch. And they flip through some home shopping stuff. They flip through a couple infomercials. Uh, ad- adult Swim, probably. They flip through Saturday Night Live, just scoot right on past that. They flip past Saturday Night Dead, leaving it lingering on the channel for just a few moments before changing it to another home shopping network special. And a prisoner seated a couple rows back walks up and puts his hand on the the prisoner holding the remote and this prisoner says would you do me a favor and flip back the channel for me and the other prisoner does and this man laughs and he points at Ned on a television screen and he says (laughs) I know that bloke
2: MaximumFun.org.
0: Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
2: Listener supported.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Justin McElroy. And I'm Dr. Sydney McElroy. Every week, we release a medical history podcast called Sawbones. We go over the history of the dumbest, grossest, weirdest stuff humans have been doing to each other since the dawn of mankind. But it's a funny show. But it's also so disgusting and stomach turning, you won't believe it. But it's also like. <laughs> funny it's funny it is the wildest grossest nastiest stuff you can imagine it's a real hoot it's called sawbones and we release it every week on itunes wherever podcasts are sold and right here on maximumfun.org
2: I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott, and we're the hosts of Everything's, Everything's Coming Up, up Simpsons. Simpsons. Every episode, we cover a different episode of The Simpsons um, that is a favorite of our special guests. We've had guests that are showrunners and writers and voice actors like Nancy Cartwright. I got a D minus, I passed! And we've also had people that are on the Max MaxFun Network already. Homer wearing that golf outfit is I so funny. It. And then there's <laughs> when he gets super into golf, he's wearing the golf hat in In bed! We've had Weird Al Yankovic on the show. I was just uh, struck
0: by how sharp the writing is. I mean, that's no surprise because it's The Simpsons. But, I mean, like, you can't say that about a lot of of TV shows, particularly ones that at that point have been on the air for 14 years.
1: Find us on MaximumFun.org, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: All
2: right. Smell you later.